Section 87 of India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The World Story, Volume 2, India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 87 how the chaldeans wrote books by g maspero the position of a scribe was an important one we continually meet with it in all grades of society in the palaces in the temples in the storehouses in private dwellings in fine the scribe was ubiquitous at court in the town in the country in the army managing affairs both small and great and seeing that they were carried on regularly his education differed but little from that given to the egyptian scribe he learned the routine of administration of judicial affairs the formularies for correspondence either with nobles or with ordinary people the art of writing of calculating quickly and of making out bills correctly we may well ask whether he ever employed papyrus or prepared skins for these purposes it would indeed seem strange that after centuries of intercourse no caravan should have brought into chaldea any of those materials which were in such constant use for literary purposes in africa yet the same clay which furnished the architect with such an abundant building material appears to have been the only medium for transmitting the language which the scribes possessed they were always provided with slabs of a fine plastic clay carefully mixed and kept sufficiently moist to take easily the impression of an object but at the same time sufficiently firm to prevent the marks once made from becoming either blurred or effaced when a scribe had a text to copy or a document to draw up he chose out one of his slabs which he placed flat upon his left palm and taking in the right hand a triangular stylus of flint copper bronze or bone he at once set to work the instrument in early times terminated in a fine point and the marks made by it when it was gently pressed upon the clay were slender and of uniform thickness in later times the extremity of the stylus was cut with a bevel and the impression then took the shape of a metal nail or wedge they rolled from left to right along the upper part of the tablet and covered both sides of it with closely written lines which sometimes ran over on to the edges when the writing was finished the scribe sent his work to the potter who put it in the kiln and baked it or the writer may have had a small oven at his own disposition as a clerk with us would have his table or desk the shape of these documents varied and sometimes strikes us as being peculiar besides the tablets and the bricks we find small solid cones or hollow cylinders of considerable size on which the kings related their exploits or recorded the history of their wars or the dedication of their buildings this method had a few inconveniences but many advantages these clay books were heavy to hold and clumsy to handle while the characters did not stand out well from the brown yellow and whitish background of the material but on the other hand a poem baked and incorporated into the page itself ran less danger of destruction than if scribbled in ink on sheets of papyrus fire could make no impression on it it could withstand water for a considerable length of time even if broken the pieces were still of use 
as long as it was not pulverized the entire document could be restored with the exception perhaps of a few signs or some scraps of a sentence the inscriptions which have been saved from the foundations of the most ancient temples several of which date back forty or fifty centuries are for the most part as clear and legible as when they left the hands of the writer who engraved them or of the workmen who baked them it is owing to the material to which they were committed that we possess the principal works of chaldean literature which have come down to us poems annals hymns magical incantations how few fragments of these would ever have reached us had their authors confided them to parchment or paper after the manner of the egyptian scribes the greatest danger that they ran was that of being left forgotten in the corner of the chamber in which they had been kept or buried under the rubbish of a building after a fire or some violent catastrophe even then the debris was the means of preserving them by falling over them and covering them up protected under the ruins they would lie there for centuries till the fortunate explorer should bring them to light and deliver them over to the patient study of the learned the cuneiform character in itself is neither picturesque nor decorative it does not offer that delightful assemblage of birds and snakes of men and quadrupeds of heads and limbs of tools weapons stars trees and boats which succeed each other in perplexing order on the egyptian monuments to give permanence to the glory of pharaoh and the greatness of his gods cuneiform writing is essentially composed of thin short lines placed in juxtaposition or crossing each other in a somewhat clumsy fashion it has the appearance of numbers of nails scattered about at haphazard and its angular configuration and its stiff and spiny appearance give the inscriptions a dull and forbidding aspect which no artifice of the engraver can overcome yet in spite of their seemingly arbitrary character this mass of strokes had its source in actual hieroglyphics as in the origin of the egyptian script the earliest writers had begun by drawing on stone or clay the outline of the object which they desired to convey the idea but whereas in egypt the artistic temperament of the race and the increasing skill of their sculptors had by degrees brought the drawing of each sign to such perfection that it became a miniature portrait of the being or object to be reproduced in chaldea on the contrary the signs became degraded from their original forms on account of the difficulty experienced in copying them with the stylus on the clay tablets they lost their original vertical position and were placed horizontally retaining finally but the very faintest resemblance to the original model for instance the chaldean conception of the sky was that of a vault divided into eight segments by diameters running from the four cardinal points and from their principal subdivisions the external circle was soon omitted the transverse lines alone remaining which again was simplified into a kind of irregular cross in later times lists were made in which the scribes strove to place beside each character the special hieroglyph from which it had been derived several fragments of these still exist a study of which seems to show that the assyrian scribes of a more recent period were at times as much puzzled as we are ourselves to get at the principles of their own script end of section eighty seven this recording is in the public domain